Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's John J. Rich. You're about to listen to our new Afterwards podcast, and today we celebrate women for International Women's Day. It's John J. and Rich. It's the show after the show. About the show. John Jane Rich presents Afterwards. Today is a very special day. International Women's Day takes place every year on the 8th of March. We are strong adult women. Women are responsible for two-thirds of the work done worldwide. Women are tough. Women are strong. Women are mysterious. I am woman. Hear me roar. I'm very excited to welcome you to International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. Chin up. It's showtime. All right, so this is our International Women's Day podcast. Yeah. How would you guys like to begin? Since you're women. Uh, we would like to begin. It already begun. Peyton, so you want to join us since you're, you want to come in here for our International Women's Day podcast? Come on. You know, it's pretty cool to have a day celebrated, you know, where you celebrate women, but it should be every day. I'm just saying. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm kind of eh about it. Not because I don't love us as women and think that, you know, we contribute a lot, which we do. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like. You know how like people feel like Valentine's Day, it should be all year. Mm-hmm. It's like same thing. <laughs> but then I should just be celebrating it because I love Valentine's Day. I'm like, why not just take an extra day to appreciate the person you love? This is sure. the Libra in you going back and forth. I know. It's an <laughs> argument I have in my head. It's kind of like, it should be every day. Not just one day. But it's, yeah, it's nice to get, <laughs> it's nice to put a little spotlight on it, I think. For sure. sure. Why For not? Sure. Hello, Peyton. Hello. <laughs> I'm glad I'm included. Thanks for the invite. Mm-hmm. You are a woman. <laughs> that I am. Depends who you ask. I'm just kidding. <laughs> are we about to learn something new about me? <laughs> <laughs> no, all jokes, all jokes, all jokes. So, international. We were going to talk about international women's something day. we learned from our moms, right? What, yeah. what was? I was thinking about best advice you ever got from your mom that mm. still sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, like uh, that. I was thinking about my mom today um, and. She worked in retail my whole life, like at uh, what is now Macy's. And I would hang out with her a lot when she was working. And I never, ever saw anybody turn a negative customer around like my mom. She was she was like such a graceful, I understand. Like she could have somebody ready to burn the place down in about five minutes. They'd be back in the, you know, the home goods buying up the store thanking her for stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would say, that person was rude to you. Why don't you chew them out? And she's like, you have to you have to show grace at all times. And, like, and I would say, as a little kid, I would say, I would have told them off. And she would say, if you can't say something nice about somebody, you need to keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I that think nice. that stuck with me for so long. And biting your tongue is sometimes the best policy. Yeah. But But watching that growing up, it showed me like how you can you can turn somebody hostile into almost a fan of yeah. whatever it is that you're representing, mm-hmm. and you don't see customer service like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about that. From, That's true. That's from, powerful. Yeah, because you can take that with you your whole life. You know, with anyone. For me, it was there's. I mean, there's so much that I've learned from my mom because I grew up with just my mom. My dad was in and out of the picture, and there's two things that always like 
I'm constantly thinking about. And it's her saying, always treat the custodian the same way you would treat the CEO. Mm -hmm. And that's big because like you see it everywhere. You know, people are mean to people and you're like, that's disgusting. And you and usually it's because it's not a boss or it's not someone that's important. So they just treat them like they're nothing. And I hate that. I absolutely hate it. So that's always like been in my mind. And she's always told me there's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth. You need to listen more and talk less. Mm. You'll learn so much just doing that. And so the, those are the two things that have always stuck with me that my mom's told me. That's interesting because you guys both talked about how your mom gave you lessons on when to speak and when not to speak. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing. My mom would always say, you need to learn when to hold your tongue. Because I always, like, I grew up as the youngest girl. I have five sisters, two brothers. So I have one younger brother. And I watched a couple of my sisters are like extremely loyal, like to a fault, right? So they get walked over, right? And my mom was very extremely patient. And, you know, growing up, my stepdad was an alcoholic and he had a lot of issues, um, depression and whatnot. And so there were times where it was like, they would fight all the time. And I would be like, no one's saying anything. (laughs) Like at one point I was just like, I'm not holding my tongue. Like I'm going to be the one that speaks up. And, you know, it did get me in trouble more than once. And so it was like a lesson my mom was always starting to say, like, not that you don't always have to hold your tongue. You need to know when to hold your tongue, the right time to speak up, the right, so it doesn't get you in trouble, even if you're trying to either help someone else or speak up for yourself, which was always a really big thing. But I also think one of the really big lessons that I learned from her wasn't really like any, like, sentence that you could put. It was more of like the example that she set. Like my mom is the most selfless person. Like she has constantly given herself to everyone around her. Not, not just our family. Like, I think that's a normal thing for moms to do just, you know, everything for their kids, but it's like all of her coworkers, her husband, like everyone around her, she was so selfless and so giving. And that was like a lot because of her faith. She is extremely faithful to God. And she has an incredibly close relationship in that. It's like, you know, we didn't always go to church all the time. So I wouldn't say we're like so religious, but I think in our family, our faith is very strong. It's Mm -hmm. very deep. And her example of how, whenever we were going through problems, whenever we were going through anything, it was like, turn to God, turn to God, turn to God. That was like, the example that she always set. And I think that to me right now is what I hold so incredibly close and so important because I think that's, that's been one thing that's helped me through it all. Like the hold your tongue thing, that's part of that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. knowing when and how yeah. to speak and, you know, with respect for others and, and whatnot. And, you know, I am full of faults, so I sometimes still don't know when to do that. But it was, I think, the example that she set for me that I hold most dear. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, my relationship with my mom, you know, is a little bit different. We recently, over the last probably four or five years, have gotten a lot closer. I've always been really close with my dad. That's always kind of been my go-to. But for a couple years, you know, I went through a really, really bad breakup and it was hard. And I'm a very emotional person in general. And my mom is very much like, pull up your bootstraps and get your shit together, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the things that she kind of always told me, and it really resonates with me and like, my life now. So I guess the advice that I'm, that she has given me is very recent advice. And it's pretty much like, do not let people dictate your feelings. And I still struggle with it. And she still kind of has to bring me back to earth and be like, Hey, like 
it doesn't matter if they're having a crappy day. Like, don't let that make you have a crappy day. Because mm-hmm. that's just how I am. And, you know, and she kind of is always just like, do not take crap from anybody. Do not let anybody walk all over you. And, like, it's kind of funny because you guys talk about, like, um, knowing when to shut your mouth, knowing when not to shut your mouth. Like, me and my mom are carbon copies of each other, literally. And we are both very, very unfiltered. And so it, <laughs> t- it tends to get us in trouble sometimes, which is why I might end up in the situations that I end up in. But... She's dope. Like, she's really one of my best friends and one of the most, like, Kyle, just like your mom, like, most generous people in the entire world. And I kind of look at her and I'm like, how the heck did you do it? Because we're all train wrecks over here. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how, how you have kept this family afloat. And it's just, yeah. it's really admirable, you know? I like that. I saw a meme the other day that hit me. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. It said something like, don't let someone else ruin your day. Ruin your own day. It's your day. I like that. That's so true. Yeah. Only you can ruin your day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like I remember like, a, like a, if a waitress has a bad day or a server has a bad day and then it'd be like, oh, they, they had a bad day. You know, as you, as the customer, you'd be like, wait a minute, I'm here. It's not like because they had a bad day that, that shouldn't affect me as the customer. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you get back to uh, International Women's Day and, and you were talking about moms, but, uh, you know, I feel blessed to have a mom like I had. But I also, when I think about my childhood and my life, I've had been surrounded by, like, strong, powerful women my whole life. My mom, um, my buddy Greg, his mom, her name Mrs. Patterson, Jinx Patterson, she's she's an amazing force in my life. She was the first woman, I'll never forget, she, we, were, we were having lunch one time. I had to be 14 years old, and she said, so John Jay, where do you what do you want to study in college? And I was like, what? Like nobody ever asked me that. <laughs> I had no idea. I had nothing. I knew nothing about college. I yeah. didn't know what I was supposed to do. I did. I I didn't know how to answer her. I was so embarrassed. I didn't know. And she's the one that we went on vacation and she gave me books to read. She was like, she took me up the pine top and she was like, read this book. I think I've, I don't know if I told you that. Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Have I ever told you about that book? She like, read this book and she was like, then tell me about it tomorrow. And I was like, oh my God, I'm on vacation. This woman wants me to read. <laughs> but she probably she, did it because she was a, a big force. I, I thought <laughs> that she should be president of the United States. Wow. She, was, she was on the board of education at the U of A. She just celebrated her 80th birthday. But I didn't go to the party. I didn't go. Uh, long story. But I mean, her, we didn't expect you to go to the party. Yeah, my, mom, my mom's boss um, at the check cashing place, I always talk about college. When mm-hmm. I was in college, I worked at the check cashing place. Her name was Artis Kennedy. And she owned 18 check cashing places. I think she owns a lot more now. But she was so kind and she gave my mom a job and then she gave me a job. Um, and she always looked out for my mom. She helped my mom buy a condo when she went through a divorce. Oh, wow. I mean, she was just amazing. Actually, she let me borrow money from her so that I could buy an engagement ring for mm. Blake. Oh, wow. This woman awesome. was so amazing. Mm-hmm. Then again, there's my sister. My sister, who's like the smartest woman I know. She's amazing. I mean, actually... My, I put my sister and Kyle right up there. Every time Kyle says something, I always go, I always go wow, you, you remind me so much of my sister, some oh my of the things gosh. you say. I'm just like, oh. I feel like I'm nowhere near as smart no, as Elvia. Really <laughs> um, and then, of course, yeah. my wife, Blake. She's, yeah. just, she's just amazing sometimes when we, her and I have gotten in fights. Yeah. And when she comes back at me with her fights, I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Shut you up she's real like, quick. Yeah. Yeah. But then my mom, with my mom, though, it wasn't like, she didn't say, I can't think of specific advice, but it was just her whole vibe. Her whole vibe was just kind. And I feel like I married someone like that. Where, you know, when you talk about Blake, people always talk, she's so nice, she's so mm-hmm. amazing, she's so loving. That was my mom. My mom was just all good. There wasn't a bad thing about my mom. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody that ever liked her. Nothing. She was always kind, always doing the nice thing. She dropped everything to go take care of somebody. I was, I was talking to my kids about this, and I totally forgot. 
and I don't know if this is a Mexican thing, probably is, but I had an aunt live with us for like three years. Yep. My dad had two of his friends live with us for two years. Mm -hmm. Like my mom always let people live in our house. Uncles lived with us. Like I don't remember very much without someone living in my house. No, same. My cousins live with us. We had like five different cousins that live with us. And then when (laughs) we moved here, remember we constantly had like roommates Yeah. when we bought our house? And I thought, and I was thinking about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I totally got that from my mom. Like if anybody needs a place to crash, like they could always crash at the house. And it was just like, I saw her doing that. She opened, she always opened the doors for for family members, for friends. So I feel like I'm doing the same. Yeah, but see, I stopped that. (laughs) I don't want people to You were like, no. My dad used to say, my dad used to say, guests and fish both smell after three days. (laughs) And he would come visit and he would stay no longer than three days. And I feel the same. I don't want people to stay in my house. <laughs> no. Even though I said to my, my, my tío Javier yesterday, I was like, Hello. hey, I go, you stay here, you can stay here as long as you want. And he was like, nah. And he went back to Mexico last night. My uncle drove from Mexico, mm-hmm. came over, hung out, had lunch with me at this restaurant, a late lunch, and then went back to Mexico. That's awesome. That's crazy. They usually stay for weeks. I know. I know. <laughs> but they also, they also don't tell you they're coming. Yeah, they don't. They <laughs> just show hey, up. Hey, man, we're here. Yeah, that's what? why you always have to have the house clean or yeah, just yeah, have yeah. food ready because they will just <laughs> pop in like that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but speaking of those like Mexican cultures, like it's kind of been, I've always told you guys that I'm super close to my mom and I've always been close to her. But now that she's living with us, you know, it's not like we're living, living in her house. She's living with us. She's taking care of our baby boy. Those Mexican traditions, like we have some of those, we're keeping some of those going, but not all of them. And it's been kind of a struggle with my mom. Like she's very much like, I have to cater to my husband. And I'm like, Oh, Maria, it's a little different nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> like, make your own like, food. Like, <laughs> team. like, Ma, you used to stay home. My dad, you know, was the one working. So, yeah, she took care of the house, the cooking, the cleaning, everything took care of the kids. It was mainly, like, my brother and my sister. Like, that's when, because when I came around, I'm, like, 15 years apart from my sister. So when I came around, it was completely different. My dad wasn't really around. But um, I'm like, Ma, you stayed home, so you felt like that was your job, doing all that. I'm working. He's working. So we split the house in half. You know, he also cleans. He also cooks. I clean. I cook. We both take care of the baby. We both put clothes away. And so she's having a really hard time with that. (laughs) And I'm trying to be super patient because that's part of our culture. I understand. I'm trying very hard to, like, understand where she's coming from. But I'm also kind of changing her mind. So it's, like, a work in progress. It's just, like, But some of the things in your culture you accept and you do. Yeah. And some things you fight. Yeah. And I have to break it down to her. Like, why would you want me to overwork myself? Like, do you understand? Like, I'm working, he's working, and yet you want me to do everything that needs to be done in the house. Do you think that's fair? And so she sits back and she's like, okay, you're right. You know, he should help you. So there are some things that that we keep going because I love my culture, but there are some things that it's just not healthy that I have to set those Mm. boundaries. Mm -hmm. That's really smart, though. That's really cool that you can have that conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, yeah. yeah. That wouldn't no. my mom. I'm no. sure Mr. Baby's like, no. you're right, you should yeah. do more. That's yeah. the thing. There's this whole thing with Mexican moms and their daughters. They're super hard on them, and they're kind of mean, like, mean to them. And they baby the boys. The boys can do no wrong whatsoever. And there's this whole TikTok, like, thing where they show a challenge where they show how moms are with their boys and how they are with their girls i said that to my sister (laughs) yeah it's legit it's a real thing but i'm so grateful that my mom is actually willing to like listen and like try to understand 
how I am and how the days are now. That's really interesting because my best friend, Kelsey, you actually met her the other day, Suzette. She's half Mexican. Her dad is, like, from Mexico, like, all the shebang, all that. And you can tell, like, the difference between, because they're all girls. Her family's all girls. So they all cater to their dad. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, I kind of was, like, when I was younger, I was like, what the heck? Like, he could get up and do it himself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's how my mom is. She's like, you better get off your ass and do it. But then it was also interesting because whenever we'd bring our boyfriends over, like, her mom would, like, cater to our boyfriends. And we'd be like, what the heck? Like, what are you doing here? And it's just so interesting to, like, know how that culture has has an effect on you. Because, like, now me, like, I make my boyfriend a plate every single time. And I learned that from my oh, best no. friend's mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's kind of cool. Yeah. There was food on the stove the other day, and Mr. Baby was like, are you going to serve me? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> <laughs> See, that part, that part's where you're going to serve me. The way it would normally happen, I think, is that he was very aware, I think, of what he was doing. Yeah. What you normally do is that you're sitting on the sofa and you'd be like, hey, can, I, hey, can you make me a taco? You do something like that. Yeah. No. And then it's he like. Knew, yeah, he knew what he was doing. It's, okay. Yeah, he, he knew say, what he was I would doing. Never because... say, can you serve me? <laughs> <laughs> well, in Spanish, it translates different because he was like, mesa servir, you know, can you serve me? So he, we, like, we've always known. There's, we both make food, we both serve ourselves, and that's it. But since my mom has been there, she's been telling me, like, hey, like, you know, prepare a plate for Mr. Baby. And to not fight, you know, I'll do it. But I look at him like, don't get used to this. <laughs> I, my mom was in her room, and I was holding Achilles, and he was like, are you going to serve me? And I was about to, like, throw Achilles at him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I was like, you're kidding, right? And he just looked at me, and he's like, I'm going to call your mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh we're going to fight. He's like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So he gets a play and he serves both of us. But yeah, that's that's how home is right now. It's like, oh, this struggle. That's interesting too because I think it's a little bit of a generational thing too because my mom with my stepdad, he would like get home from work and he would like sit on his blue chair and like just park it like the rest of the night. And he'd be like, Susan! <laughs> Susan! My dinner! Susan! And I used to get so pissed. I was like part of the thing where I'm like, no one's saying anything. Like as if that's, like I was like, I vowed to myself if my husband ever does that, I'm gonna be like, you get off your ass and get your own beer. Uh -huh. You get me a beer. You get yourself a beer and me a beer. Like, <laughs> but I was like, I had to like, that was like, you know, part of the generation that I think my stepdad grew up with was was all of that. Like, that was, you know, a time in life where women were expected to do all the housework mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah. then it's like, you know, as time goes on, it's like, like you said, Suzette, it's like, my mom was working, which is why I would be like, dude, she just worked all day too. Like, mm -hmm. bitch, get off your ass. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, she wouldn't. And she would bring him the beer. Yes, and I would just be like, I want to take that beer, <laughs> shove it out of your hand. And I would just like, <laughs> march to my room all upset. Throw a fork then, at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was later on. That was later on in life. But, but yeah, I always like chalked it up to like, oh, it's generational. Like that yeah. was, and I'm just like, it won't be like that in my house. Mm -hmm. And it's not. Yeah. But you got to break those generational cycles. Somehow I did end up cooking dinner every night, and I'm not okay with that. But. <laughs> we were talking about that the other day. How you're like, I don't know how that happened. Hold on, when we said our vows, I did not sign up to be the dinner person. It was so funny. Is a fish, like every once in a while, if he wanted something, he would yell, Susan! <laughs> that would be funny. I'm <laughs> your total trigger. Like, I know. Are <laughs> <laughs> you trying to fight today? <laughs> Happy International Women's Day Yay. to you three. Thank, oh, thank you. Grateful thank you. for you to three. To all the women. Yes. yes. But to you three, since you're in the room right now. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, that's our podcast. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.